What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Radio Theater brings you Ethel Barrymore, Brian O'Hearn, and Joan Dupre in None But the Lonely Heart. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. William Keeley. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Just ten years ago this week, after two seasons in New York, the Lux Radio Theater came to Hollywood. Celebrating that event, we're bringing you tonight one of the most honored names in the American theater, Ethel Barrymore. Interpreting the role that won her an Academy Award, she appears tonight in RKO's unusual and moving screen hit, None But the Lonely Heart. Co-starred with her is the distinguished actor, Brian Ahern. Also, June Dupre in her original screen role. Our story is laid in London a few years before the war, but it might be any city, just as Ernie Mott might be a citizen of any country, a human symbol of man's restlessness against the background of this changing and exciting world. I was stationed in London during the war, and at many post exchanges and bomber stations were kept an open bin in which the men would deposit presents for the English, candy for the children, and for the grown-ups, precious articles like soap and soap flakes. I remember vividly the gratitude of our English friends on receiving a package of Lux Flakes, a product that would help them guard their scarce and precious fabrics as well as lighten household chores in times of stress. I'm sure that products like Lux Flakes make many friends for us among our allies overseas. We bring you now the opening act of None But the Lonely Heart. Starring Brian Ahern as Ernie Mott, Ethel Barrymore as Ma, and June Dupre as Ada, with Lester Matthews as Jim Mordenoy. This is the story of Ernie Mott, 
humble citizen of the city of London, Ernie Mott, who quarreled, hungered, loved and was loved, who searched for a free, a beautiful and noble life in the second quarter of the 20th century. There's a second-hand store with living quarters adjoining on the fringe of the London slums. This is home to Ernie Mott. Here, his mother runs the shop, and here, Ernie retreats after his empty wanderings over the face of his native land. From such a journey, Ernie Mott has just returned. Where you been, Ernie? Oh, just knocking about, Ma. You know me, tramp of the universe. What'd you come back home for, son? Miss me? Can't say I did, Ma. Well, anything in the shop need repairing? Painting, polishing, doing a spot of gardening? I mean to do my best by your Ma, love. Yeah, how about giving your son a kiss, eh? After all. Ah. Happy couple, aren't we? A bit of proper respect is what's needed. I get no more from you than I got from that father of yours. And that's that. That's that. So you got your choice. What choice? Stay or get out. Take hold here in the shop or don't come back. What call of you anyway to go wandering around the country year in, year out, like a breath of homeless wind? Don't I treat you all right? Or what? Oh, you treat me fine, Ma, love. Now, where's me cap? I'm off. Ernie? Oh, just a peep at the old neighborhood, Ma. Won't be really off till morning. Here, come on, Nipper. Come on, doggy. Think more of that beast you do with me, Ernie. No, oh, I wouldn't say that, Ma, but part of myself he is. Here we go, doggy. You, Ernie. Oh, good morning, Aggie. Been home long, Ernie. Bring yourself in for a cup of tea. Oh, thanks, Aggie, but my basket's full of breakfast now. Come in anyway. Well, maybe I will. Here, in we go, Nipper. Sit down. Music. Oh, music all over the room. What, practicing are you, Aggie? It's a living playing the cello. How's your mark? Oh, goes on like an engine, Aggie. Tower of London don't do no better. <laughs> yeah, look around, Nipper. Nicest drawing room in the neighborhood, this, eh? It's yours, Ern. Whenever you want it. <laughs> have to take you with it, do I, Aggie? <laughs> well, how's the piano? Piano need tuning? Oh, right on pitch, this is. You're the biggest fool I ever met, Aggie. Why? Black as the ace I am. Don't you know that yet? <laughs> Matter of fact, Ma just gave me the ultimatum. Stay put or stay out, she says. What are you going to do about it? Something. What? Kiss you, maybe. And <laughs> Now, play me something, Aggie. Something on the cello. Would you like to hear this? No, anything. Don't matter. This is for you, then, Ern. What's that music called, Aggie? None but the lonely art. Hmm. Italian? No, Russian. Ah, that's nice. Oh, well. Going? That's right. Where to now, Ern? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that uh, that new place down the road. What new place? Well, there's a sign outside. It says, Fun Fair. Oh, that. A regular carnival, Ern. Dancing and shooting gallery. Darts and your fortune told. Oh, I don't need me fortune told, Eggy girl. Well, I see you tonight. <laughs> that's right. About nine? Oh, you're all alike, you women. I don't go on no timetable like a train. I'm Ernie Mott, I am. Citizen of the Great Smoke. I don't stay put. I understand. Do you? Of course. Well, then, maybe I'll see you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe I will, and maybe I won't. Bye, any boy. Oh, just a minute, pal. Talking to me? That's right. I was watching you at the shooting gallery just now. Learn anything? I learned that a chap who can put all eight shots in the rabbit is a good man to know. I'm Mordenoy, Jim Mordenoy. Am I supposed to know you? Thought as how you might. Hey, what's bothering you, pal? The piano. It's out of tune. Yeah, what about it? What about what? Piano. Do I tune it or do I don't? Cost you only half a bar. Well, life's easier than that. Here, take a quid and leave the piano undisturbed. Now, why would I take your quid? Just to be a pal. You know, I can't understand a man of your talents wearing them rags. Uniform of me independence, Mr. Mordenoy. Clothed in your perfect pitch, I suppose you are. Now you understand me. Ah, life's a piece of meat when you know how. Here, what's most of them floating around in here, eh? Victims, that's what they are. Hurry, worry and scurry to make a bit of brass, right? Right. Now what's your kind, Mr. Mordenoy? Willful and deceitful. Take what you want, right? <laughs> right. So that's what it's all about. Either be a victim... Or be a thug. Ah, but suppose you don't want to be neither, eh? Like me. Not the air and not bound, eh? <laughs> then what? Then what? Who's talking to you? Hey, who's the piece of pastry selling the tickets over there? Name's Ada Bramflin. Ah, see you, Mr. Mordenoy. <clears throat> uh, change, please, miss. Happy to oblige. Here, yeah. who's this Mordenoy bloke, Ada? Runs the place now, don't he? Wouldn't dirty his hands on it. Well, what's he doing here? Happens a gentleman comes in to converse with me. How do I get in your good books, Ada? <laughs> your nice hands you've got. Lovely fingernails, too. Don't you know when your help is good? Who are you, anyway? Name of Ernie Mott, Ada. Tune pianos, that's me. Polish furniture, shoot rodents with a rifle. Here, are there any bugs in your house? Send for Ernie Mott. Know how to medicate dogs and cats. Excellent at repairing clocks and other delicate machinery. Why, I invent inventions. What you invent? Well, I happen to be working on my greatest invention at the present time. A human animal which don't look for a master. It ain't easy. Come closer, Mr. Mott. I like that kind of talk. You do? Sounds balmy as the muffin man, but I like it. Well, now that brings up just one question, Ada, dear. What? What time do you get off? Half six, around the back. Thanks, Ada. See you at half six. Come on, Nipper. Come on, doggy. Evening, Ada, dear. Charitable sort you are, aren't you? Meaning what? I saw you just now giving money to a beggar. Got so much money, you had to give it away. Oh, him. Oh, knew him when. When what? When he was a man. Hey, you know what old Ike Weber says? Friend of Mars, old Ike is, has a pawn shop down the road. Well, Ike once tells me this. As I was out walking, he says, I saw in the distance what seemed to be an animal. Come up closer and see he was a man. Come still closer and see he was my brother. Meaning what? Oh, forget it. You tired? Always tired. Let's go, Mr. Martin. Nice strong cup of tea for two. Oh, why not? Quiet as mice, ain't we, Ada? What are you looking at? Your hand on the teacup. Five red beetles on the end of your fingers. 
Here, listen. Listen to what? Know what, what that was? G sharp. Perfect pitch, that's me. G sharp. Not one in a million, has that? Very unusual person. Are you? Well, of course. And all I want to do is to put my arms around you and hold you tight and murder anyone who'd say a blind word to you. Interesting program, but what's it get me? Only trouble. Then you can take me home, now. That's it, Ada, love. Home. Here's where I live, Ernie. Night. Well, you're in a hurry, aren't you? It's late as my thought. Time is not of the essence with me. No place to go, and going there tomorrow. I don't pretend to know what that means. Never see me happy home again. Oh, fight like cats with me, ma, I do. Wants me in that silly, dusted business of hers, squeezing pennies out of paupers. Ha! No, thank you. You're leaving London? Can't think of any reason not to. Can you? Here, uh, inviting me in, Ada? No. And I'd like to bash you one. Why, I feel like I know your lifetime, Ada, dear. Do you want to see me cry? No. Then say goodbye. You're leaving in the morning. No sense to this, is there? You're a stranger. I meet you. Suddenly? You ever been in love, Ern? I mean, you make me feel 12 years old again. I don't know why. You're the only man I've met in a million years that gives me the slightest sort of feeling. Say goodbye now, and that's the end of it. I'll drop by the fun fair tomorrow. Don't. Good night. Goodbye, Ern boy. In the end, you, you wouldn't give me what I need. Confidence. Confidence? Yes. Good thing, then, you won't see me again. Black as the ace I am, Ada girl. No future in me for anyone like you. No confidence. Goodbye, Ada. Good night, Ernie Mott. Then you'll buy the clock, Ike. No questions, Mrs. Mott. It's worth every penny you ask, irregardless. Thanks, Ike. Mrs. Mott, maybe your son would like to clean the mechanism. He's got a real talent for such things. Ernie? Still the same old trouble? He won't stay home? Proud as the Queen's carriage is and independent. He's leaving for good today. Excuse me for mentioning it, but why don't I talk to him? You've got to help me, Ike. I'm... I'm ill. What your wife up and died of. Mrs. Mott. It might happen sooner than I think. Thinking out loud, it would be very fine if you had your son with you for, for the next few months. You need rest and special considerations. It's impossible with him walking around. He's coming, I better toddle on. Yes, Mrs. Mudd. Oh, the clock. I'll send my Mr. Lesser for it this afternoon. Thanks, Ike. Elegant breakfast, Ma. Thanks. You leaving now, Ernie? No, nipper and me. We're on our way. Here. What's that you're taking? Just a pill, son. Pill? For what? Mm, just a yeast tablet. Don't think they do you any good, do you? As much as you do. There, see what I mean. See what I mean. Never a minute of peace between us, Ma. <laughs> Reckon the stork brought you the wrong sort of son. I wouldn't be surprised. You'll never get me to stay in this shop. No, not if the sky fell. I'm not in the business of sweating pennies out of devils poorer than myself, Ma. Not if they drag me home with both of my legs cut off. Why, I'd crawl out in the street again, I would. Someday you'll know I'm your only friend. Well, less said the better. Maybe so. Goodbye, my love. Drop your postcard from the seaside.
You are, Maggie? It's me, Ernie. Oh, I just came to say goodbye, Aggie, dear. Thought you were stopping by last night, Ernie. Uh, couldn't make it, Aggie. Well, where are you off to? Rehearsal. Best say goodbye. Hmm. Leaving for good this time, Aggie. Miss me? Yes, Ernie, I'll miss you. Marry you quick if I had the chance. What about money? Support me, would you? If you wanted me to. Think you could handle me, Aggie? Mm, I know how to handle you. Not handle you at all. Leave you be. I've never been so tempted in all my born days. Think about it. You know the address. I'm later and got to hurry. Goodbye. Goodbye, Aggie. Well, 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 if it isn't Ike Weber. Glad to see you, Ernie. Ernie, I need about two pounds worth of clocks repaired if you're not busy. Oh, I'm on my way to Liverpool, Ike. Don't they use money in Liverpool anymore? Uh, two pounds worth? A man with your talents, you could finish it in a day. You're a gent. Come on, Nipper. Today we're mending clocks. Almost finished, Ike. Good, Ernie, good. Yes? Did you ever realize your mother was once upon a time maybe the most beautiful woman in the East End of London? What about it? Excuse me if I put a flea in your ear. She's a very sick woman, Ernie. You owe me two pounds, Ike. Pay it. Here. Here is your two pounds. Here. What is it that she's got? A pain for a no-good son? Your mother is not a superficial woman. When she gets ill, she gets ill. What is it? Cancer. I recommend you not to say a word to her. Thanks for the job, Ike. Goodbye. Everything with a kiss. match, mate. I see you got a match. Hmm? Match? Here. Match. Didn't I see you a while back tonight? Westminster Abbey it was. Yes, standing at the tomb of the unknown warrior. Was I? Unknown warrior. Might have been my boy, you know. Might have been my old man. What's your name? Ernie Mott. As the bacon said to the egg, so pleased to meet you. Henry Twite's my name. Ernest Verdun Mott. If you want it all. And how did you come by a rare old title like that? My father rolled up there at Verdun in the war. <laughs> now I'm standing here on a bridge at the River Thames, wondering who's better off. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. A friend of mine puts something in my ear. I can't get it out. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Tell me you got it bad. I know all about trouble, I do. Son of my bosom, that's what you are. Son of you, nothing. I'm plain disgusted with a world I never made and I don't want none of. There's the river, boy. Help yourself. Oh, don't like water neither, I see. I know a place where it's warm and dry. It's warm and dry in a shop on the road. Eh? What shop, boy? What road? Oh, none of your business. A shop full of tears, that's what it is. Buy and sell, sell and buy. A penny and another penny. Take it off kids and old ladies. Ha! What a stench you. Verdun, lad, you're drunk, you are. I am that dead. Drunk and converted to the fifth commandment. And I'm going to my home. I'll walk with you, Verdun. 
A solid, sober light I'll be in this foggy hour of your inebriation. Do the s you I would. Sure, boy, sure. Uh, watch the curbs now. Is it, eh? What? That's ah, a lovely voice you have, done. Lovely. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Home, lad. Home you go. to stay, Ma. Less said, the better. Home to stay. In just a moment, we'll return with Act Two of None But the Lonely Heart, starring Ethel Barrymore, Brian Ahern, and June Dupre. Why so thoughtful, Sally? Well, Mr. Kennedy, Anne just announced her engagement, and we're giving her a lingerie shower. So, I'm writing a special verse for each gift. Official poet, eh? Well, let's have a sample. This one's for a luscious ice blue satin nightie. Through scores of stores I wandered, endured the crowds and clamor, to buy for you this nightie with lots and lots of glamour. Not bad, Sally. Though it makes shopping sound like work. Well, it is hard to find just what you want these days. That's why I wrote this verse for another gift. A negligee from Nancy with pretty pastel flowers. Lux Care will keep it lovely for many leisure hours. Good advice, too. You remember what actual washing tests have shown about Lux Care. But uh, what are you giving, Anne? Two of the frilliest, laciest slips ever, Mr. Kennedy. And some more sound advice. We're frilly and lacy for very best wear. Cherish our beauty with gentle Lux Care. Anne's going to have her trousseau a long, long time if she follows your advice, Sally. Yes, indeed. Those famous washing tests you mentioned, Mr. Kennedy, they showed that undies stay lovely three times as long the Lux way. I wish the women in our radio audience could see how colors faded and seams pulled apart when the garments were washed carelessly with strong soap, hot water, rough handling, and how lovely identical underthings looked after many Luxings. Lux flakes are thrifty. Here's another thrift tip, Mr. Kennedy. I wash several underthings together. They take less Lux that way, make Lux fake flakes go further. Here's Mr. Keeley at the microphone. Act two of None But the Lonely Heart, starring Brian Ahern as Ernie Mott, Ethel Barrymore as Ma, and June Dupre as Ada. A few weeks have gone by, and Ernie's mother, unaware that her son knows of her grave illness, finds a full measure of belated happiness in the change that has come over the disillusioned Ernie. Thoughtful and diligent, he works in her shop, hateful though it is to him. Now at the supper table, he's resplendent in a new suit of clothes, a surprise gift from his grateful mother. 
I tell you, Ma, I never had duds like these in all my born days. Glad you like them, son. Oh, makes me give it the knees, this surprise of yours. You surprise me most, uh, taking hold here the way you have. Ah, expect you to do something for me tonight, Ma. What? Well, uh, stroll around a bit. Maybe you see a film. The two and fourpenny seats. Oh, eh? go on, Sauce. <laughs> I'm old enough to be your mother. <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on, Ma. Come on, do it. Couldn't, son. Too rich for my blood. Besides, sleep's a blessed. Oh, what's wrong? Something hurt you? Nothing of the sort. Any? My pills. Uh, yes, Ma. Yes. On the yes. mantelpiece, the yeast tablets. Yes, I got it, Ma. Here. Glass of water, eh? Thanks, son. Tummy ache, that's all. More tea in? Uh, no, Ma, no. Uh, full up to here. What are you sitting round for? Go on out, enjoy yourself. It's a bit of change you want here. Ah, seen right through me, you did. <laughs> Thanks, Ma. Lost you, and off you go, then. Thanks, Ma. Good night. Night, dear. Your new hat's on crooked. <laughs> Mrs. Moss? You about Mrs. Moss? What are you doing here, Marsh Snowden? You alone? I'm alone. Like to do a bit of business, Mother Mott? Don't you Mother Mott me. I've told you a dozen times I'm not in business to sell soul and goods. Easy now, dearie, Mrs. Mott. Used to be just a pound here and a pound there. It's all changed, dearie, Mrs. Mott. Get out. Five hundred pounds. And what's the income of this shop compared to a sum like that, eh? Five hundred pounds. Shoplifting. Save your breath, Mrs. Snowden. Me and my friends do the lifting. You just do the selling. What's wrong about that? You heard me. No bid. Here's my motto, says to myself. Let her make enough to live out her life in peace, I says. And maybe leave a bit for her boy, too. Good old Mother Mottai says. And what do you say? I say get out, Mrs. Snowden. Call me a thief, you do. Happen to change your mind, you know where I'll be. Five hundred pounds, not less. Say that again, Ada, girl. I said I'm sorry you've come back. I said I'm sorry I ever saw you. Where have you been all this time? Been home, Ada, in Ma's shop, helping out. And after five weeks, you suddenly decide to look me up again. Thanks. Here, this is your house, sir. Invite me in? No. Suppose a certain party don't happen to like me meeting you. Who would that be? Jim Mordenoy. Morden? What, the Flash Boy? Now, how has he crept into your scientific young life? Didn't say he had. There's about 20 good kisses left in me, but he'll never get one. Told him so? More than once. Then that's that. Is it? Now, say goodnight and let's forget it all. On next Wednesday? Do I see you like we said or not? Take me dancing. Anything you like, Ada. You know that. Always. Give over, boy. You're crashing me to a pulp. One more kiss. I'll save it for Wednesday. Night, Ellen. <laughs> Time of night to be calling Ernie Mott? Well, come on in. I saw your light, Aggie. Just get home? Yes, been playing at a club dinner. Will I put on some coffee? Uh, no, thanks, no. Uh, 
Maggie, uh, you a fortune teller? Somewhat. Well, I'm on the fringes of a great romance. What'll I do? Have it. It's not with you, Aggie. That's no news, is it? Oh, really, Ern, you're a fool. You're clever, you're human, but you're a fool. You're trying to tell me that you love another girl. I've known for weeks that's why you're staying home. Oh, no, no, that isn't why, Aggie. Uh, Mimar's ill. Last card in the pack, it looks. Oh. All roads lead to Ma this year. Well, uh, uh, what do we start talking about? Nothing eh? that won't keep. Uh, well, I'd better make a move. I got an idea Ma don't sleep every night. Ben, wait a minute. Don't worry for me. I'm here if you need me. If I love you, it's something I can't help. People are what they are and love what they love. And you can't change it or take it away from me, the thing I feel for you. So, there you are, Mr. Jack in the Box. Now kiss me goodnight and go on home. Thanks, Egg. Good night. Well, Mrs. Mutt, here is the inventory. Everything in your shop with the value. What's it all come to, Ike? A little more than 200 pounds. 200 pounds? Ah, that'd go through Ernie's generous hands in a year. Look at him working out there, Ike. Never know it was the same boy, would you? In his heart, Ernie has always been good, Mrs. Mott, irregardless. There's such a thing as prayers being answered, you know. Thanks, I Always been a real friend, you have. Any time, Mrs. Mott. A pleasure, irregardless. What's the matter, Ernie? Don't you want to dance? No. Want to know why? Three reasons. One, don't dance good enough. Two, it's too hot. And three, what are you doing sitting at our table, Mr. Mordinoy? Ernie. Since I own this place, Mr. Mott, I invited myself over. Thought you and Ada would like this wine. The evening's young, Ernie, dear. Don't get upset. What kind of wine is this, Mr. Mordinoy? <laughs> and what's so funny? Well, I thought everybody over 16 knew champagne when he did his gizzard. Well, I won't be 16 till next March, see? Well developed for a boy, ain't you? If you're going to start a quarrel... Well, Mott likes me. He won't fight with me. Why should I like a mug like you? You know what I like about you, Mott? Your attitude. Either kill or make you. Oh, by the way, Ada, I bought the funfair today. You mean now I'm... Ada, how about a dance? Oh, uh, didn't see you, Mr. Mordenoy. Sorry. Mr. Mordenoy don't mind. Said love to. And now we're all alone, Mr. Mott. You and me. How's your ma doing that shop of hers? Who told you about that? It interested me to find out. Why? Because you're a cut above the usual article that floats about. Only a cut, eh? There's that attitude again. Ada's interest in you, it seems. Oh, nothing special, Mordenoy. And I'm interested in Ada. Very special. I'm going to do something for you, Mott. Like to stuff your pockets? Work for me, and you'll start at 50 pounds a week. Breaking whose neck? Don't you think you're being rude? I've been after Ada too long to lose her, even for a second. She knows it. Now you know it, too. But Ada won't wear you, it seems like. Ada always was a bit giddy. <laughs> I recall a couple of weeks at Brighton. We shared a joining room. Yeah, wait a minute, Mott. You know you're I... young and excitable, Mott. You see... Ada is Mrs. Mordenoy. Didn't you know? Here, come back, Mort. Sit down. 
Mrs. Mortinoy. Used to be my name. Yes, sir. You would have told me it was all in the family. But it isn't my name now. It'll be two years next month. We're divorced. Sorry, it won't wash, Ada Ducks. What won't wash? The less said, the better. Quick, sir, then, Mr. Mart. There's the door. Let you in and they let you out. <laughs> Thanks, Ada. Good night. What you got on your mind to say, son? Is it that you're leaving London again? Oh, no, no, Marlowe. I ain't leaving you. Here you are all in a fret, and me thinking things have been going so extra fine. What is it you want, son? What's wrong? What's wrong, Ma? I'll tell you what's wrong. For one thing, it's wrong for me to be in a shop taking pennies from kids. Taking their pennies week after week, so sometime... Months from now, maybe, they'll have given us enough to pay for a pair of second-hand shoes. What else can poor folks and do? And yesterday, old Ma Sedgwick's bringing Joey in, a canary bird. All she's got for half a crown so she can eat. So she can eat, Ma. Joey, all she's got in the world. You give her a crown, son, that was good of you. Good of me? Does it help Ma Sedgwick? Oh, for the day of tomorrow, maybe. What about the next day and the day after that, eh? What are you looking for, Peace, Eddie? Peace, that's what I'm looking for, Peace without having to snatch it from the smaller dogs. I want peace with all the trimmings. Won't find nothing like that in this world. Not in our time, son. No way to beat it, boy. There is a way, Ma. You stop being a hare, you travel with the hounds. Where are you off to? Oh, look around. Take a walk. Maybe find the hounds. Is it? Who's there? It's me, Mrs. Snowden. Mrs. Mott. Mrs. Mott, is it? Changed your mind, my lady? Five hundred pounds, you said. Five hundred pounds profit? Not less than five, dearie Mother Mott. Come in and I'll tell you about it. Come in. Unfair, Ada. Mortinoy said you'd gone home. What do you want, Ernie? Talk to you. Very mysterious, this. Room with a girl you love. I ought to hate you, but I don't. Come here, Ern. Something I want you to see in this other room. You see? I see. That kitty in there. Is, is she yours? Yes, sir, and that's my kitty. The little girl of all my dreams. Oh, what a wallop you give me, Ada. Here, put your face up off a moment. Ernie, your arms, put your arms around me, Ernie. Don't you see, don't you understand, Ernie? I don't want any more trouble in my life. No more, I've had enough. I've got to tell you something, Ada. I've, uh, well, I, I've joined up with Mordinoy. I want to make some money. Don't know how to make it quicker. Ernie, really? I'm sorry I ever see you. You join Mordenoy and you're as good as behind bars right now. He's a thief. You'll see that you do time, Jim Will. I'm sorry I ever my see eye, you. My what a girl. Don't she ever get tired of saying goodbye? No, no, you don't. Don't touch me, Ern, ever again. I do a job or two for him. What can I lose? Me. Do you hear that? Me. Don't you see that I love you, Ernie, but it's me or him. And if it's me, we've got to go away. Why go away? Mordenoy, that's why. 
I've never seen him so jealous before. He'll do something to hey, us. Dear, dear, you talk so wild. It's yes or no, Ernie. What worries you, my kitty? I could leave her with my no, aunt. No, no, it's not your kitty, Ada. I'm fair crazy about kids. No, it's... Well, it's my ma. She's very ill, Ada. Couldn't ever leave her now. That's the end, then, Ernie. No, no. Give me time to use my brain and look about. What's the use of Ada, that? Ada, look, it's, it's my birthday tomorrow. Just give me a bit of time for a gift, eh? All right, Ernie. A bit of time. Just, just time to think. And don't be afraid, Ada. Don't be afraid. Hello, Mott. Thought you were with Kosh and the boys. In case you forgot, you got a job tonight. That first shop in the Brompton Road. Oh, I haven't forgot, Jim. Plenty of time. Oh, uh, smoke? Thanks. Ooh, nice cigarette. In case you got there, Mott. Mm, today's my birthday. A present from my ma. Platinum, eh? Oh, your ma knows what's what. A friend of mine's in trouble, Mordinoy. Coppers? Girl. He loves a girl. And she loves him. All happy, then? No, no, there's a, there's a third party. Acting like a dog in the manger, he is. The girl don't like him, see? But he's a big boy, and he's promised to make trouble. Well, what's your friend's name? Name of Ernie. Oh, like you. Well, what's the big boy's name? Name of Jim. Like you. Well, if your friend's as good-looking as you, what's he want to get married for? Waste of time, ain't Jim, it? Jim! Well, what's up, Taz? I pawned a ruby ring last week, Jim. Just went to the shop to get it, and they tell me the police took it. Why? Stolen property, they said. Well, is it, Taz? What's the diff, Jim? They won't give it to me. Well, it's an old trick, that, saying the police took it. Get your brother a knocker. Warm up a car. Oh, thanks, Jim. That's grand. Come along, Mott. We'll have to go to that pawn shop and straighten things out for Taz. Yeah, what about the job in the Brompton Road? It can wait. You're coming with us. Now. No. No, you must believe me. I give you my solemn oath. The police took the ring. Now, maybe you'll tell us where it is, Mr. Isaac Weber. My Mr. Lesser told you the truth. The ring was stolen property. You're a dirty, conniving, ignorant crook. And just to teach you a lesson, we're helping ourselves. Nipper with a counter, Taz. Anything you like, take it. Right, Jim. Go with him, Mott. I said go with him. No kid, Doke. Ooh, look at what we got back here. Makes me mouth water. Watch chains, rings, cash. Hurry up, Taz. Never had so much fun in my life. Did you find your ring yet? I believe I have, Jim. Believe this one here could be it. <laughs> Near enough, anyway. What about it, Ike? Thought you said the coppers took it. The boy lies. Now stop this stupidity and leave my shop. He's still standing, Kosh. What we do with him? Show you, Jim. Watch this, Mott. My brother Kosh will learn you. You take a cigarette, Mott. You shove in the bloke's face, you see? Like... What's a big idea, Mott? Jolt and me. Who's next? You want it next, Taz? Who's next? Get up, Kosh. We're leaving. As for you, Mr. Weber, open your mouth about this, and I'll fix you and your Mr. Lesser good. See? You're not driving back with us, Mott? I'll walk back. <laughs> sort of uh, turned your stomach, did it? Well, think of how you'd feel if we called on someone like your girlfriend. Let's go, Taz. Washing your hands again, son. Tenth time you've done it tonight. Some things wash off, and some don't, Ma. Going for a stroll? No, Mike, why? We should post this card for me to Ike Weber. Ike? 
Don't forget now. I wanted to price a lovely antique piece for no, you. No, I shan't forget, Ma. Here. Don't know who that could be, do you? Customer, probably. Sit still, Ma. I'll go. That you, Burden boy? Dad, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Come here, Ma. I want you to meet a friend of mine, Henry Twite, Esquire. Minute. Yeah, where you been hiding, Dad? Been weeks. Peddling fruit, I am, Burdun. All doing a rare old trade. Matter of fact, just sold some in a pub near the fun fair. What's up, Dad? You're in trouble, son. Mordenoy's right-hand man's after you. How'd you know? Heard it in the pub. Some sort of plan to slosh you about. You and some girl. Now, wait here, Dad. Half a mo. Right, Verdun. Son of my own bosom, yeah. Oh, Ma! Where's your friend, son? Uh, going with him, Ma. Needs some advice about treating his dog's ears. Water spaniel. Is he home late? Oh, can't say, ducks. Don't fret. Nipper, come on, boy. Come on. Where to, Verdun? Fun fair. I'll be coming out with Ada. May need some help. What's the dog for? In case you need some help, too. Oh, one of those things. <laughs> Very agronoying thing, love. I should shake you. Vienna still out of tune. Agonizing. Ernie! Here, pack up, Ada. You're leaving. What are you trying Hello, to do? Hello, Mott. Jim wants to see you. He's up there in the office. Who else is with him, Taz? He's alone. Wants to see Miss Brentland, too, now. Ah, then I guess we'd better oblige. Come on, Ada. Can't keep Mr. Mordenoy waiting. Just thought you'd like to hear what I got to say, too, Ada. It's short and it's sweet. Mr. Mott, the holiday is over for both of you. I don't want you two meeting again, see? That's the way Jim appealed to me. I'm a reasonable man. You understand me, don't you? Stop seeing Ada, or you'll wake up at the bottom of the river. If it's love you're looking for, go to the films. Personally, I don't believe in it. What do you believe in, Jim? Nothing. Simple, ain't it? Nothing in the old wide world. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to the nightclub. You see, Mott, I'm a machine. I ain't human. You can't beat a machine. First thing in the morning, Ada, we're taking out a marriage license. Are we? Wonder what the weatherman promises for tomorrow. Likely rain, followed by suicide in bed. Dad, it's us, Dad. Nothing's turning back here, Burton. Not a mouse. Dad, meet the future Mrs. Ernest Verdon Mott. So this is the future Mrs. E.B.M. will stone the Crystal Palace. It wants a cab, don't it? I should change. Oh, don't be nervous, Ada. Up to your knees and dreams, aren't you? Starting tomorrow with five or six pounds and a sunny personality. Are we? Supposing I went off with Jim. What a thing to say. Suppose I went off to the North Pole, eh? I don't know what I'm saying anymore, Ernie. Why don't we go away somewhere just the two of us, please? Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it, Ada. Here, take Nipper and get in the cab. Nothing will harm you while the dog's with you. Dad, you go with her, too. Where are you off to? Something to be said to Mordenoy, what couldn't be said in front of ladies. Every time you kiss me, Ada, it gets deeper. Does it? I'll see you in the morning. We pause now for station identification. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
In a moment, we'll bring you the third act of None But the Lonely Heart, starring Ethel Barrymore, Brian Ahern, and June Dupre. You may say that our guest tonight lassoed a contract with RKO because it was Myrna Dell's work in Westerns that attracted the studio's attention. Well, I want to do really dramatic parts from now on, Mr. Keeley. Well, from the roles I've seen you in so far, you're doing a fine job. In my spare time on the RKO lot, I watch Cla Claudette Colbert making without reservations. She's wonderful. A superb actress, and she'll add new laurels to her reputation in that Lasky Leroy production. Miss Colbert always looks so glamorous, too. If I could have two careers, I'd like to write a newspaper column about the stars. What would you tell your readers? Oh, gossip and Hollywood fashions. And I'd emphasize how beautifully groomed stars always are. You know, that out-of-the-band-box look. The Lux look? That's what I mean, Mr. Kennedy. Lux flakes are a standby in Hollywood studios, Myrna, for that very reason. Yes, I learned that from the wardrobe people at RKO. You know, in Claudette Cobra's new picture, Without Reservations, she makes a train trip across the continent with two Marines. There are all sorts of funny complications, but she looks fresh as a daisy all the time. Thanks to Lux Flakes, I'm sure. That's right, Mr. Kennedy. Hollywood studios know Lux Care keeps colors and fabrics new-looking longer. In fact, that's been proved by scientific tests. Science interests me, Mr. Kennedy. It was one of my favorite subjects at school, along with baseball and football. Well, these tests were absolutely scientific, Myrna, made by a famous laboratory, and they included hundreds of different fabrics, both plain colors and prints. LuxCare actually kept them lovely looking up to three times as long. You should see the way strong soap and hot water and rough handling faded the same colors. No wonder RKO uses Lux. It's real insurance for the thousands of dollars they have invested in costumes. The same kind of insurance every girl can give her washable wardrobe. Thank you for coming tonight, Myrna. Back now to Mr. William Keeley. After our final curtain, you're invited to join us for a brief chat with tonight's stars. Here's Act Three of None But the Lonely Heart, starring Brian Ahern as Ernie Mott, Ethel Barrymore as Ma, and June Dupre as Ada. It's a few moments later. As Ernie walks to the nightclub in search of Jim Mordenoy, a car draws up to the curb. In the car are two of Mordenoy's gangsters, Kosh and his brother, Taz. Taking a stroll, Mr. Mott? That's it, Kosh boy. Nice night for it. No offense about anything, oh, I hope. Oh, no, not a thing. Nice car you're driving, Taz. Steal it. I'll be in. We're on the way to the club. You, uh, meeting Jim there? Yes, bag of sport down there tonight. Well, I'm in the mood for sport tonight. Don't you want to sit with us up front? No, I'll be more comfortable back here. Been a long day, ain't it? That's what I was thinking. Now watch the road, Taz. Just went through a red light. Funny if a cop saw us. Imagine us getting pinched for rushing a light. Yeah, a cop did see you, Taz. Oh, car full of coppers. Ah, uh, seeing things, Mott. He's right, Taz. They're starting after us. Hold on to your seat. Step on it, Taz. Don't spare the horses. How are we doing, Kosh? Can't tell for all this traffic. Just keep your eyes on the road. You're losing ground, Taz. Can't get any more out of this. My foot's flat on the floor now. This is a police car. This is a police car. Keep going, Taz. We still can lose them. I'll stop wearing Granny's head if I can't. We 
gaining, Taz. They got too much weight with them. Stop that car! Will you do it yet, gosh boys? Sporting night for fair, this is. The I'll turn around the corner! You've done them again, Taz. Proper stone cold, you Nice have. driving, nice driving. Early snow, them coppers. Always fall off on the street. Every time they stop... Taz, them... watch it! The glory is getting right out in front of us! I can't stop it! There's three men in the car, Sergeant. It's catching fire. Hurry on that door. Get them out. Here, you. You hurt? No. Uh, I'm all right. Come on out. I want all of you. My brother. He's hurt. Get me brother out. Hold on to these two. Get back, Sergeant. The petrol. Get me brother out. He's in there. He's burned to Hold on to him, Constable. The wheel. Get me brother out. We can't get near that. My brother. My brother. Sorry. Somebody had to do that. Take the dog into headquarters, Constable. Yes, sir. E flat. What's that? Note of destiny. E flat. Shall I put the prisoners in a cell, sir? Wait a minute. Still refuse to tell us who you are? That's right. Been going through what was in your pockets. Two things here that interest me. A cigarette case and a postcard, not posted. None of your cheap, nasty silver or gold cigarettes. Oh, no. Platinum. Uh, Lucas. Sir? Take this postcard. It's addressed to I. Weber Esquire. Get him on the phone. I'll talk to him. We'll find out who you are soon enough, Larry Buck. Can't stand here in front of the police station, Mr. Mott. Go on home now. Paid my bail, did you, Ike? Shan't forget you. Nor will Ma. Everything with a kiss. How's Mr. Lesser? In the hospital from the beating your friends gave him. I stood your bail for 100 pounds. You'll have to be at Bow Street Court day after tomorrow, 9.15. Thanks, Ike. Listen, Mr. Mott, you're frying yourself in your own fat. You realize that? Here. You need a few quid for incidentals. Oh, well, one's enough, Ike. Uh, thanks. And no matter what anyone says, your mother is a wonderful woman. Coming down the street now, Aggie. It's own all right. Plowing through the rain. Wait here, Mr. Twite. I'll get him. Ernie, come in, Ernie, come in. Hello, Aggie. What's up? A couple of friends of yours are here. Name of Nipper, name of Twight. What's that? Nipper? Dead Twight? Where have you been all night? Why, is uh, his Ma worried about me? Been in a right stew about you, all of us. Oh, didn't know you knew Aggie Dad. Didn't. Brought your dog back to the shop, though. Nobody home. Aggie said stop by. Uh, where's Ma? Uh, gone out for a bit, Ern. And where were you? Oh, just uh, seeing how the other half lives. Uh, where'd she go? Ma? Ah, huh? uh, have a nice chop on the stove if you'd care for it, Ern. Where'd Ma go? Where is she? The police came last night. What? There were things your Ma couldn't explain, Ernie. Your cigarette case, where it came from. Other stuff, too, Ern. What stuff? Stuff dragged out of cupboards. What about Ma? They took her, Ernie. There was a Mrs. Snowden, and I think some others. Poor, poor girls. Biggest shoplifting gang this side of the river, Copper said. They got her inside, you mean? Pinched? Come on, Vadun, lad. Come on, we'll go down there now. 
Sort of official sort of smell. Mr. Mott? Yes? This way. Uh, be here when you get back, Verdun boy. Yeah, but uh, but this isn't... Uh, what, what's down here? Why, the old girl's in the hospital here. Didn't you know that? In that door. The nurse will tell you everything, I expect. Your mother's in here, Mr. Mott. Go in. Uh, wait. Uh, uh, how much... Uh, how much time do they give her? It might be tonight. It might be a week. She's very ill. Your son's here to see you, Mrs. Mott. Just ten minutes, and you mustn't upset yourself. Ernie? Well, how's me daughter, eh? Hello, Ernie. Where you come from? Oh, I just thought I'd pop in and uh, have a look at you. It's raining out. Oh, wet as water, Ma. See Ike this morning? Yes. What I can't understand, Ma, what are you in bed for? What's the matter with you? Tired out. Machinery run down, son. If you get into any trouble, then see Ike. He's been a good friend to me. Well, don't be in here long, Ma. <laughs> I'm going to get married one of these days. <laughs> don't forget. That's right. Find a nice girl to take care of you. Good girl. Yes, Ma. Something steady, not cheap. Head on her shoulders. Love me, son. Disgrace, Johnny. Disgrace, Oh, Ma, no, no, Ma. Oh, disgrace, Johnny. Oh, disgrace me, Ma. Ma, this is your son, Ernie. Ernie Mott. Oh, I can't have this, you know. You've got her all upset. You'll have to leave now, oh, Mr. Mott. Ma, Ma, Ma. I'll be back tomorrow, Ma. Now, be quiet. Get a good night's sleep. see her tomorrow. Funny thing, this here's where we met you and me. Exact same spot over the river. What you thinking, son? I'll best be off to Ada's. She's expecting me. She'll be worried. Here, I bought this toy for a kitty, Dad. Listen. Got a note for you, Ern. She gave it me last night. Ada did. Note? For me? Yeah. You read it, Dad. Dear Ernie Mott, I just couldn't face it. For your sake and mine, I'm going back with Jim. I try to be different, but it's best this way all around. I hope and pray you will forgive and forget Ada Bramplin. Hmm. Stop raining, Verdun. What are you thinking now? I'm dreaming, Dad. Dreaming the better man. What a rum go it all is. I should say so. Well, here's where I leave you, Verdun. Leave me? You'll never leave me, you old lopsided muggins. We'll see you sooner. How then. sooner? Who knows? It's all written in the book. All right, Dad. In the book. It's me. I'm back. 
Come in, Ernie. I've been waiting for you. Our stars will return for their curtain calls in a moment. Now, Mr. Smith likes to do his reading in bed, and when he does, he likes to be comfortable. But one night he tries to get the blanket tucked in, and... Hey, what size blanket is this? It won't cover my toes. Just pull it down, dear. Well, then it doesn't even come to my chest. I bet you gave me the babies. No, darling, I didn't. But you see what happens when I try to wash a blanket. Now, look, honey, that can't happen to every blanket in this country. Somebody must know how to wash them. Yes, Mr. Smith, thousands of housewives do know how. They wash blankets the luxe way, by hand or in a washer. Here's what is important. Extra-rich, lukewarm suds made with luxe flakes and enough water to float the blanket easily. Gentle squeezing or a short three-minute run in the washer. Then thorough rinsing in water the same temperature as the suds. No warmer, no colder. Now hang the blanket out of doors over two or three parallel lines. That's to divide the weight so the corners won't sag or whip around the line. If Mrs. Smith would do that, she might hear this. Hey, how come you're spending my hard-earned cash on new blankets? Oh, silly. They're not new. I just luxed them. Well, say, they sure look swell. Luxed blankets do stay soft, fluffy, true size longer. So before you put your blankets away for the summer, lux them on a mild, breezy day. They'll be soft and sweet-smelling when you want them again. If you can't get Lux Flakes the first time you ask, try again soon. Lux is so safe for blankets, it's worth waiting for. Here's Mr. Keeley with our stars. Once again, our spotlight turns on Ethel Barrymore, Brian Ahern, and June Dupre, who reappear for their curtain call. And Miss Barrymore, along with all our thanks, I'd like to tell you how much personal pleasure it's given me to work with you again. Thank you, Mr. Keeley. It's been a long time since we were on the stage together. And what were you two appearing in? Well, it was back on Broadway. I was playing Paris to Miss Barrymore's Juliet, and a very charming Juliet she was. Thank you, Mr. Keeley. Incidentally, June, I hear you're returning to the stage next season. That's right, Mr. Keeley. I'm leaving a summer for the American Repertory Theater in New York. Mr. Keeley, I understand this is an anniversary for you. Isn't it true that Lux came to Hollywood just ten years ago? Yes, when the Hollywood Bowl was just a saucer and Vine Street a mere seedling. <laughs> and I suppose the Los Angeles River was nothing but a trickle. <laughs> That's right, Jim. It hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Lux Radio Theater certainly built the place up. <laughs> well, uh, of course, there have been other factors. Mm. Uh, motion pictures, for instance. I wouldn't want Brian to feel that we were slighting his latest RKO production... What Nancy wanted. Well, what did Nancy want, Brian? Oh, you'll have to buy a ticket to find that out, June. <laughs> but I'm sure one thing she'd want would be to see Miss Barrymore's new RKO picture, The Spiral Staircase. <laughs> she also might want to know what's being given here on Lux next Monday night. How about it, Mr. Keeley? Next Monday night, we're bringing our audience Paramount's deeply moving drama, And Now Tomorrow. And our stars, Olivia de Havilland and John Lund. Here is a gripping story of two fascinating people. A proud and wealthy girl who fights to overcome a stunning handicap and a man from the wrong side of the railroad tracks who fights to overcome the barriers between them. Sounds right up to standard, Mr. Keeley. Good night. Good, Good night. night. Good night and all our thanks. <laughs> our sponsors, the makers of Lux Flakes, 
Join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday evening when the Lux Radio Theater brings you Olivia de Havilland and John Lund in And Now Tomorrow. This is William Keeley saying goodnight to you from Hollywood. June Dupre will soon be seen in the Republic picture, That Brennan Girl. Heard in our cast tonight were Francis Robinson as Aggie, Lester Matthews as Jim, Norman Field as Ike, Eric Snowden as Twight, and Jay Novello, Gloria Gordon, Jeff Corey, Raymond Lawrence, Claire Verdera, Edwin Cooper, and Charles Seal. This program is broadcast to our men in uniform overseas through cooperation with the Armed Forces Radio Service. Our music was directed by Louis Silvers. And this is your announcer, John Milton Kennedy, reminding you to tune in again next Monday night to hear And Now Tomorrow with Olivia de Havilland and John Lund. The Spry Treat of the Week. Luscious strawberry shortcake, sweetened berries with honey and save sugar. Made the spry way, shortcake is light, extra-delicate, meltingly tender. Try amazing new spry with its magic cake improver. For all you bake and fry, rely on spry. Be sure to listen in next Monday night to the Lux Radio Theater presentation of And Now Tomorrow with Olivia de Havilland and John Lund. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.